stop, stop, stop. I can't take it anymore. Oh, I do the live ones too. Yes, I know. I saw your act in the theater. You're really quite good. Quite a certain harmful habit. Hello and welcome back. We are breaking up with RBS. This is episode number 118. And I am JDK Winnikin. And I am Tawny Santabria. Thank you for spending a little bit more time with us today as we go through yet another BS story that keeps us stuck and limited. Today's story goes something like this. I shouldn't have to explain that. So we're going to get into that just in a few minutes here. But if you found anything helpful about our podcast, Breaking Up With Our BS, uh, please subscribe. Uh, please share with your friends and family. And um, yeah, you just don't want to miss out on on more of these stories that might be in might be causing you some distress. Anyway, with that, JD. How are you? And what were your thoughts about this story? I think you're the one who mm-hmm. said, we need to talk about this mm-hmm. one. Yes, that's why I was chuckling. I'm doing quite well, thank you. I hope you are as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm um, chuckling because, oh, I hate this one. <laughs> because I hate hearing it. <laughs> and I hate when I've caught myself in the past saying it. So this is this is equal. Now, I haven't said that in a really long time, but I have said that before. I've I've heard it said before. It's usually in the form of some sort of argument that I have been in, some sort of disagreement relationally, and it's a tough one. Um, and it feels like the times where I've said it, as well as the times that I've experienced it, it feels like a sandbagging, like I've just been like a setup, right? I shouldn't have to explain that. Oh, I didn't know all of this was going on in your mind. And suddenly now I know. And, you know, automatic defensive is usually what comes up with that. And the times I've used it, I've realized in retrospect, I was kind of case building there for a while and not sharing my true feelings in the moment and, you know, sitting in resentment and that type of thing. So this one, yeah, this one I have lots of feelings about. How about you? I, I, I'm not sure about this one for me. I'm trying to figure out as you just, just described it. Is it something that comes out in conversation and, and also sort of the BS stories that we hold in our head as we're sort of like maybe, you know, going through the conversation, Mm -hmm. um, by ourselves (laughs) (laughs) or, you know, is it both? Is that something that you've experienced where it's been both of those or both for sure? Both for sure. And sometimes it can even be, sometimes it can be just even just a one-off. So many of these statements, some of these stories, like we, we sometimes say, we just kind of throw them out there like they're, they don't mean much. Right. It's like, well, you know, I shouldn't have to explain that. You know, it could be about a coworker. It could be about, you know, a situation, you know, a, a parent to a teacher. I shouldn't have to explain that or a teacher to somebody else or, you know, some commentary about something. We shouldn't need to explain this or I shouldn't need to this I, we can throw it around too so there's mm-hmm. a lot of different places i think we hear it uh, mm-hmm. for me where it came from was more of like you said in conversation but then even later on on my own mm-hmm. so we can go mm-hmm. lots of places so what what do you feel like's behind behind i shouldn't have to explain that like what's why oh i don't know if there's a if there's a uh, a reasonable uh well 
Well, it doesn't have to be reasonable, but what would be the why? What would be, because I mean, we're, we're not only reasonable beings. Right, right, exactly, exactly. I'm, I mean, are you asking me like to explain like where it comes from? Like, or? Yeah, just like, well, what's behind it? What, what, what's behind the scenes that make that comment or oh, that story come up? Um, okay, well, I'll speak from my experience and then the experience of talking about it with a few people is that for me, having used it or in the situations where I've heard it, I've interpreted it as a difficulty in it's coming out sideways after there's been a lot of emotion underneath the surface or a lot of feelings that haven't been expressed. Um, problems with something or um, kind of a built up list of wrongs relationally, like shouldn't have to explain to you that this matters to me, right? The, the, okay, so behind the scenes is that something matters. Something matters, yes, thank you. Something okay. matters. And instead of speaking what I want or what they've wanted or what, what it is that they're seeking, that's a too difficult of a conversation most of the time or that's an uncomfortable thing to want to do. And so they say nothing and they watch build up, build up, build up, build up, and then suddenly it comes out in usually in a intense way right or a, in a difficult way like it kind of comes flying out and then the k the list gets made like well th there was this and this and you didn't do see it that time you didn't do it that time this kind of thing and so for me that's usually it that's what it feels like that there's been a reluctance to talk about a problem a feeling a grievance a frustration and Therefore, I shouldn't have to explain that because it's supposed to be something that, for whatever reason, I'm supposed to innately understand or I think somebody else should innately understand because they know me or, and if they aren't paying attention to me, what does that mean? Are they not paying attention to other things? Is there something wrong, right? It usually turns into, in my experience, kind of a big state of the union, if it's a romantic sense, kind of a state of the union, things aren't as good or things are need to be worked on or... We're not communicating well. Mm -hmm. And so I shouldn't have to explain that means we should be able to read each other's mind or <laughs> I've said it so many times already before and you're not listening. I suppose it could be both um, depending on the context. I suppose it could be both. Although one of those sounds more less BSE to me. Like if I've told you this a bunch of times and you just aren't listening to me, I shouldn't have to tell you mm -hmm. that. I've told you that a hundred times already. That makes more sense to me, right? Um, mm -hmm. That doesn't sound as BSE. It's the other one that sounds the former that sounds more of a BS story to me. Does that make sense? Uh, but we should just know right. what another person's feeling or thinking, right? Because without them having to tell us, right? Because we're connected, or we've been together a long time, or we've been friends a long time, or or I've told them maybe once or twice and they haven't, they haven't remembered or whatever the case may be. Yeah. So this is like a real live relational dynamic thing we're talking about too. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. As, as opposed to just a, a BS story that we've been conditioned to believe mm. only there right. might be some, there might be some conditioning in that, gosh, if this person really loved you, they would just know. Oh yeah. I you know, that those kinds of things. Yeah. 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 There, and, there could and, be some of that. Yeah, and, and that can get reinforced. You know, you talk to friends about it, a frustration. Well, they should just know that, right? That kind of thing. That's true. Mm -hmm. That's a good point. 
it isn't just one that's in our heads. It's in a relational dynamic a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. As we're trying to stay connected mm-hmm. and then also feel um, heard um, and what's important to us be important to our partner. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So with this one, you know, we could go all kinds of different directions because there is a relational dynamic component that I think a lot of people don't understand about relationships. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know we've talked about this before in other episodes. I think we've talked about mind reading before and how right. that's just like not going to work. Um, well, uh, so I, this has, do, do you feel like this has a little bit of a flavor of that or somehow different? No, I think so. I think there's a, definitely a flavor to that. I think what, what stands out to me about it is, at least in the context we're talking about, is something about expectations, right? What are the expectations of how something should be? Uh, we've talked about early on in the show, we talked about the, the bull shoulds, right? When, when shoulds come up, it's always good to take a look at them right? Um, Because shoulds oftentimes can be big assumptions, big judgments, um, kind of conditioning, perhaps, you know, that type of thing. Um, So I realize it's real contextual in this sense, but in the way we're talking about it, um, to say I shouldn't have to explain that is to have an expectation otherwise for some reason. And why is that? And to me at least in my experience with it being on the per- the one who's saying it i haven't wanted to look at something those assumptions or necessarily step out and be vulnerable about it in you know or to talk about what my feelings have been about it and it's built up built up built up built up and then by the time it does come out it's something that's got a lot of energy behind it and not necessarily in the you know in the best spot to be talking about and really connecting. It's a protective response. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're, you're talking a little bit about how we hold, 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 and then we just explode on each mm-hmm. other. Yeah. But the, but I, I would think that the shouldn't have to explain that would also be present, you know, way early on. Cause mm. you're not explaining it. Hmm. Oh yeah. So it's like a part of, it's part of the fundamental DNA going back a long ways. Maybe because that doesn't just, if it only comes out at the explosion, then, then that means it hasn't been coming out. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I would think, because there would be a different statement involved Mm -hmm. or, or unless it's been the, the, the other thing that we talked about where it's been said several times Mm-hmm. And then it's more in the space of maybe not an explosion, but more in the space of, I don't think I should have had to explain this because I've explained it 15 right. million times already. Right? right. So, and that would be a listening issue <laughs> and an acting issue on the, on the, the part of the person. An right. engagement issue for engagement, sure. Right. Okay. Good mm-hmm. way to put it. Okay. Yes. Yes. So, so the way that you're describing it is that there's been a belief of shouldn't have to explain this way early on before it was even a problem. Mm -hmm. Sure. Sounds like it. Yeah. So then, then the the emotion behind the explosion is just a, a, a a lot of different things coming to a head. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and so maybe that's when that, statement is said because that's when we're finally talking at each other 
Um, That's what happens at that point. We're not talking to, we're talking at. Mm -hmm. Um, And so a lot of things get said when we're talking at each other, like maybe a lot of BS stories, we could probably Mm -hmm. sift through many of our episodes and say, oh yeah, that's, that's said when we're exploding. That's said when we're exploding. (laughs) Like there's probably several that we could, we could come up with. But, but so then what's the, what's the idea if we take it all the way back to the beginning, I shouldn't have to explain that. Um, What's behind that then? Yeah. What's behind even the fundamental assumption about it, you mean? Right. Like early on, we're in a calm state and, and a calm enough state. And we're thinking to ourselves, I shouldn't have to explain that. What's that about? Yeah. Right. Right. That Which would be more about question. ourselves. Yeah. Be more about well, something in us. Yeah. It, it, it really would. It would be sort of like, why? You're, you're a human and the other person's a human. Mm-hmm. Well, why shouldn't you have to explain something to another human about your humanity? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it's it's starting out from that protected space, right? You, you're either, as we've talked about before, protected space or connected space. Which one is it? That seems to me more of a protective. That's like starting from a protected mode. Uh, and, it, and it might not be noticed. Right. It might be. It might be that okay, I'm trying to create connection. So I'm not going to say what I, what's real. Mm-hmm. Um, and so hopefully they just know. Mm-hmm. And I'll say, I'll say it in such a way oh, yeah. that, right. that I'll feel good about, but might be not clear at all to the other person. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? We do these little tricks. We do. Gives ourselves plausible deniability, right? We can say, well, I tried to tell you or I tried to say this. And and yeah, it's kind of kind of taking a safer path, I guess. Right? Or But is it? But it isn't. But that's what we tell ourselves. Right? Right. But it isn't. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. what we tell ourselves. It isn't a safer path. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, put it out there, right? It might mm-hmm. be it's kind of like, you know, when you're a parent and you give in to your kids like can I have a this? Can I have a dessert? Can I have dessert? Can I have dessert? Can I? Yes, just go ahead and have dessert, right? Like, because that's the easier way to do it. Mm. That's not the in the moment. Mm. That's not the easier way to do it in the long run, mm-hmm. because they learn that they can just keep you know the third and the fourth yeah. and the fifth and the sixth question. Yeah. One of these is going to be yes, so I'm going to keep at it, right? Yeah. So it, it doesn't work, and so this the not saying what is important or real um, is doesn't work in the long run. Mm-hmm. It's easier in the moment. Yeah, but, but it's, a, it's not easier in the long run. No, it's a setup for problems. I mean, it's, it's, it's kicking the can down the road a little bit, right? To the inevitable discussion. And, yeah, and it makes a bigger problem later. Yeah, yeah. Because we've got this emotion behind it at this point. Mm-hmm. And we've got the buildup. And remember along the way that the brain looks for proof to be right. Yes. So then we probably, by the time we unload, we probably have 15 or 16 or 20 things that we shouldn't have had to say that about mm-hmm. instead of just the first thing <laughs> 18 months ago. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, from the flip side, you know, taking the other side where the person maybe hasn't been listening. This person has been told this a bunch of different times, right? And is 
And there's kind of a resignation at some point or just a, maybe not resignation, but just say, why do I, he's not, he or she's not listening to all this. That's kind of a listening thing, lack of engagement from that direction too, isn't it? It it, it can be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it can be. It can be. I would think, I would think though, if somebody hasn't listened a handful of times, so let's do under five times. Okay. We, we get the picture. I mean, we get the picture at two times. <laughs> unless they're, unless they're like, um, going, unless they're just performing it for us. Oh, I see. Right. Which can happen too. Mm-hmm. Like they're engaged. They're saying, yeah, 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 yeah. And then they don't make any changes at all. Right. So they're appearing to be listening and they probably are, but they don't want to do mm-hmm. the thing that, or, you know, follow up in the way that is, appears to be, have agreed upon kind mm-hmm. of. Right. And, and then, and so it's not a, it's not that they weren't listening. It's, it's just that they weren't really agreeing. Right. Or wanting to do anything, even if, you know. Yeah. Right. 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 So that, that's another dance that happens too. Yeah. Uh, then, but, but, but we know, we know when somebody's not really listening. Mm-hmm. We can tell. Yeah, and if it, and if it's gone on for a really long time, it always brings up the question to me: Why? Why are you still there? <laughs> why are you still trying? <laughs> you know, if if this is if the listening is not happening and the action is not happening and you know the connection is not happening, why continue to stay with it? Well, there's probably lots of different. It's probably not just one thing, right? Right. So it might be this thing that I'm not listening about, or mm-hmm. that's only you know, but that other things. There, you know, a relationship is dynamic. There's a lot of different layers to it. Correct. Right. So um, this this just ends up being like, how do we integrate two different ways of doing something? Mm. Two different ways, two different lives. Yeah. How do we integrate it together in a way where we can um, not compromise all the time because that's not possible, but have some um, ability to support yeah. the different ways in which people do things and, yeah. and, and, you know, be in their lives. Yeah. And communicate things and react to things and, and recognize those things. Yeah. I mean, it seems to me that those are the types of things in a relational environment need to be talked about and explored and from the very beginning. I think in a textbook, yes, but I don't think it happens in real life because mm-hmm. in the very beginning, all is well. Because <laughs> everything, everything feels good. Because <laughs> we wouldn't be there if it wasn't. <laughs> so in the beginning, we are made for each other, right? Mm-hmm. And and, every, and things will be smooth mm-hmm. until they're not smooth. And then we've got a whole lot of stuff tied up together. Right. We've got a lot going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we've got our own, you know, oftentimes if we just work on ourselves, then half the problem is not a problem. Right. <laughs> right. But, but, but many times we want the, our partner to be like ourselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's then the trouble. And so that's not ever going to work. Mm-hmm. We're, we're better off sort of really growing ourselves in relationship and, and, and being open to seeing the unique gifts of the other person that are there then we are focusing on all the deficits mm-hmm. and how they're not 
like ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and boy, that's a, that's an easy thing to do, you know, to focus on the deficits, to focus on the, you know, does this all fit? Does, you know, that evaluation process, right. Mm-hmm. Of Does this have, does this relationship have legs? Does it, is this the person that I want to be with? Is this the choice that I'm making? What does this mean for me? That type of thing can get real outward real quick, you know, rather than I think understanding those differences, understanding that and, and appreciating them as well. I know that, that my most successful relationships of any kind are the ones where that happens. There's mutual recognition of each other's differences and appreciation of them. Curiosity, willingness to learn, the idea that not everybody has to do everything the exact same way. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, think, I think we think a lot about our relationships we try to decide if this is the one or if this is the right person or if this can last and, and we're not in our body with it. Mm-hmm. And so any of that thinking stuff isn't going to give us actual clarity. Yeah. Um, and so then there's the hiccup there too. So if we can't know for certain, you know, then we sometimes sabotage. Yeah. Um, yeah. Withdraw. You know, close mm-hmm. off protected mode versus connected mm-hmm. mode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the other things too come in, you know, wanting to make the exact right step, right? Make the exact right choice. You know, what is the right thing to do versus the wrong thing to do? And, and in terms of making choices, whether to continue or not, or whether this works. You know, sometimes I think, uh, Tawny, I love these, I love these topics because I love to hear you talk about these things because there's there's so many things and i the struggles i've had in my relationships is because i can take one of these things and and elevate them and make it bigger without recognizing what you just talked about a second ago that every relationship has multiple layers right so you can have one area where somebody's not listening it's really frustrating but then there could be other areas that are working okay and we're or working well even mm-hmm. and it can be so easy to magnify that problem area. What I appreciate always when we talk about this is you describing that we have to kind of keep it, understand that it's kind of a collage of things, right? With important threads that need to run through them in order for it to be a, you know, a healthy, satisfying thing. But it starts with us and what we're, what we're willing to do, see, you know, understand, and then being able to give that person the same thing. I don't know if that makes sense, but it's something that to me, I think is always valuable to talk about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I've, um, there, there's so much to talk about as far as relationships go, because they're really important for all of us. We want to be in relationships that are healthy mm-hmm. and, um, we don't, and we've said this before on, on previous episodes, we don't get a whole lot of education around how to be healthy and it's again it's not just a thinking education it's a it's an experiential Mm -hmm. education we don't get a whole lot of experience um, with healthy relationships Um, so navigating them in the short term in the long term in the medium term um, we we tend to focus on things that really don't in in the long run matter so much Mm -hmm. um, instead of focusing on on our, on bringing it back to ourselves where we have full, you know, a little bit more control and awareness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, and yeah. that's undergirded everything we talk about on the show all the time. Right. 
as well as that, as well as you know in our other show in staying power um mm-hmm. that coming back to oneself is always that place to start um and that experiential part is so important um the experiencing the okayness in oneself and that the emotions that come all these legitimate things right the, the wanting the relationship to work wanting it to be healthy wanting to grow maybe even wanting to be vulnerable and wanting to you know kind of move past our old ways of doing things um that takes the experience of doing it and getting into the self into ourselves to me was it was such a fundamentally different thing when you say we don't receive that kind of education i am the i am the example of that we all are but i definitely experienced that and to me i don't think there's anything more important with whatever it is we're talking about but particularly in this when it comes to relationships mhm yeah yep Wow. Important stuff. Yeah. Important stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, 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 I see a lot of couples. I work with a lot of couples and um, I've said this before, sort of like, I don't know when I meet couples, I don't know who's destined to stay together and who's not, and it's not my decision. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm always surprised at the level of resiliency or the level of openness and I'm always surprised at the unwillingness mm. um, to be open and and really partner with people too, with each other. So so it's a mixed bag, and um, there's no one way to to maneuver through. But there definitely are some pieces that that uh, if we allow ourselves to to be a little more open to the process, mm-hmm. um, we can give ourselves a better shot. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, and it's probably one reason I really enjoy talking to you about it because I know you have a lot of experience with this. So I appreciate you kind of teasing that out. There were a lot of different, a lot of different threads in that story more than I saw initially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. So thanks for that. Appreciate it. Yep, absolutely. All right, and thank you for listening to this episode of Breaking Up with RBS. Remember, if you missed any of this episode or any of the other 117 episodes. You can get this as a podcast wherever you get your podcast. Thank you for subscribing, for reviewing, for sharing with your friends, your family, your social networks, anybody you think would benefit from kind of hearing about these stories and examining them from themselves and getting out from underneath them. Uh, we will be back next week with another story to debunk. And next week's story goes something like this. Nothing ever changes. So come back next week and find out why that's a BS story. Until then, I am JDK Winnikin. And I'm Tani Santabria. I'll see you soon. Thanks. Stop it now. I'm needed. Yeah. I don't think he felt anything after the crash. Who's that, Janio? 